0: It's New Hampshire headlines and WKXL. I'm your host AJ Kierstead. nhTalkRadio.com to get all these episodes on demand, as well as check out our Facebook pages, our Facebook page, and our Twitter feed. We post everything there if you want to keep up with anything we do at WKXL. So excited to be joined this week on New Hampshire headlines by editor Jeff Feingold over at the New Hampshire Business Review, NHBR.com, to get more from them. Welcome back to the show.
1: Great being here, AJ.
0: So you guys have a few events on your front page is there anything you want to promote before we dive into some of the latest articles well, from your site
1: Actually no uh, we have our big Bob Awards event next Thursday the uh one, which I guess it's this Thursday I apologize the 9th uh, at the Graponie Center actually uh which is our best of business awards and it's a it's really one of the great ne- networking events it's like you know hundreds of uh, business people are there and it's really it's a lot of fun there's no rubber chicken there's no it's like a big cocktail party, actually, really, and we have uh, some, so you know, some great winners this year, and it just gives you a real opportunity to meet people or to catch up with people you haven't seen in a long time because we're still coming out of COVID. So, there's, you know, there haven't been a lot of people haven't gone to that many events where you know there's that many people there, and it's really it's a lot of fun. There's I, I'm I'm trying. It's it's definitely low impact in terms of. Uh, hearing speeches and all that other stuff it's really just that's the best way to do an
0: event after 12 years of doing events over at a uh, institution (laughs) here in the state i was quite happy to uh, move away from sitting through hours hours speeches on a regular (laughs) basis
1: exactly exactly no
0: bloviating yes no, Blovie awards.
1: Not, not
0: that lawyers I mean, do we
1: have that. A, we have some sales summit coming up in April, which is really going to be interesting about uh, just beefing up your sales staff. It's got some. going will have some training sessions for people. Oh, that's going to be the opposite. It'll be a lot of talking, but a lot of it's a, it's a morning uh, event, and it's got some great people to uh, give us some advice on on improving sales on. Recruiting salespeople, retaining salespeople, because that's a major, major thing. I mean, if you think about a workforce problem, it's finding salespeople. That's really been difficult, even in the best of times. So, it'll be—I think it's be a great thing for people to, to check out.
0: I guess that I could throw a quick plug for WKXL. We're currently looking for a salesperson too. So, a you front <laughs> desk at nhtalkradio.com if you're interested in that com, in that uh, event who, who and is it want to apply. For <laughs> who
1: isn't looking for
0: one? exactly <laughs> it's it, it's terrible so all right let's dive into some what's going on at nhbr.com start off with a complaint against walpole restaurant spy concerns over the human yeah. rights commission backlog
1: yeah now it's interesting this is a uh this is a case is a restaurant in, in walpole that you know people in the concord area probably haven't uh, see haven't had any contact with, but. My wife and I, we live in New London. We used to go there several times. It's a really wonderful restaurant. It's kind of like a French bistro kind of restaurant. And it's co-owned by Ken Burns, the uh, famous filmmaker who lives in Walpole. And you know, we did the research. He's basically a silent partner, but he, he does have his money into this thing. But anyway, there was a woman who was a cook there for many years. And in COVID, she had some issues with not being able to get to work and uh, because of COVID of course you know of her own uh, her own case and you know not testing uh testing positive for a long period of time but she also had um uh, filed end compl- ended up filing a complaint about sexual harassment by uh someone else who had been hired there in the in the kitchen and uh, she would and she basically charged that it was basically ignored and uh then she got ended up being fired for uh with this whole thing about not not showing up for work after after not had and, uh she got she lost her job because she hadn't shown up for a while but she couldn't prove she was she was negative and uh but she got fired and she's saying it was because of sex discrimination. So she filed this law, this this complaint with the Human Rights Commission. And the Human Rights Commission in New Hampshire has a uh Kind of a uh, checkered uh, existence. Apparently, they hear only one or maybe two complaints a year, <laughs> mm-hmm. and she was able to finally get hers heard. It took a long time to hear it, and uh, what happens is, if after it takes a long time, uh, an employer can appeal, take it to a to a court, which is a different process. Although it's a similar process at the, at the Human Rights Commission, it's it is like an, a, an adjudication, and it's got the legal, uh, uh, you know, strength of uh, having a, of a court ruling. But the 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 employee, the attorneys of uh, the restaurant have decided decided to move it, try to get it to court. And this woman has has does not have a lawyer, and it just kind of shows that you know this is this is it's not I'm not it's not to say that this is a tax that the Burdick's attorneys are using specifically all the time but they were using it just to get moving on this thing yeah. apparently and there's legislation in in uh in the state that would coming up you know, that's really pending this year that would actually prevent co- employers from moving uh suits to a court you know HRC complaints human rights commission complaints to a court to keep this process out of the courts. But, uh, you know, people who are employment lawyer, uh, you know, employer side attorneys say, this is gonna be crazy because it's just gonna make the backlog worse. And th- it's an underfunded agency. There is money, there, there's attempt to fund it again, you know, to mm-hmm. refund it a little bit more. But it's, it's a, but the thing is, the bottom line is, her case, I you know, you gotta feel for her, you know, her allegations are are, are really pretty severe. But the thing is that the Human Rights Commission is just completely it's it's just it's an agency in name and it doesn't really do the kind of work it's supposed to be doing because there has been a rise in the number of complaints filed before it. But they still don't they don't have the ability to hear these complaints. So the complaints just wallow. And that's why they get the people try to attempt to move them to court because let's get these things over with. And, uh, you know, a lot of cases there's jobs at stake. There's there's a lot of money at stake sometimes. And. uh. It's it's a it's a mess.
0: It's it's a mess. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, you. I mean, the big thing that really, for many in the mainstream, even began even thinking about a human rights commission in general, it, it, it was the Masterpiece Cake Shop mm-hmm. case back in 2018. I believe the decision mm-hmm. came down on that, but i mean in new hampshire like we never hear about this group this department and if you look on their uh their website also what is it? nh.gov slash hrc it's the the oldest of the old state websites which are already pretty darn old it's a 1996 website (laughs) exactly (laughs) the copyrights 2005 (laughs) so it was made well before them and and you look at the meeting minutes i just did this quickly before we started like the meeting minutes they list for for when the council actually gets together and half of the meetings are canceled i looked at the latest meeting and like half of it was just typical running a meeting bs and nothing of substance that was happening except for a personnel matter that sounded like it was internal. like it's it's totally not an organization that seems to be taken very seriously within the state
1: it's not. It's it's not. And and if you we do we do we do several stories a year on uh, uh, employment lawsuits that are that make it mostly the federal court, and uh, it, most of them stem from a complaint that was before the human rights commission. Be, if it's an, in, in a sexual harassment case, discrimination case of any kind, sexual discrimination, racial, gender discrimination, whatever you want to call it, whatever whatever it is, but it takes a long time for these things to go through, so they end up trying to move them to court and uh you know it's it the whole idea is not to have them in court It's to have them in this commission but it's it's not it's not doing that it's not doing what it's designed to do
0: yeah it's Something is needed like there's no way around it. Like I got the I have a sneaking suspicion on the back end Especially many on the the right side of the aisle want nothing to do with this organization if we're yeah. not to be there anymore It's it, when when there, there is I Mean it's kind of the problem with our political discourse nowadays Like because there are important aspects that are well beyond the culture war why an organization like this could be important like this like there's a, a sexual discrimination case that that needs to be seen judges uh, aren't necessarily don't necessarily have the background in order in order to deal with one of these cases with the amount of time that can be required and, oh, and yeah, yeah. yeah and they're it, it's very tough like, i've had many conversations with, with attorneys around uh gender and sex and racial based discrimination cases, they're extremely difficult to dive into. It is almost impossible to prove unless someone literally wrote in an email, I am firing you because you are this, this group. It's a lot of he said, she said, and hoping that you have the evidence to make your case or defend your case. Yeah. I mean,
1: in many, you know, we cover them and a lot of them are the, the employee does, is able to prove, his their case but the 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 issue really is that uh a lot of companies um have you know they they do their best to prevent these kind of things but other companies do not and uh it's it becomes very costly there's actually there's an article in our current issue of the publication uh actually I think it's online as well about by an employment lawyer about a case involving McDonald's which apparently had a frat house atmosphere in its headquarters hmm. as, as a corporation. And, uh, there were all, there was a series of complaints filed against them, sexual harassment, uh, sexual discrimination, all this stuff. And, uh, apparently they filed and, 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 and they did win some cases, but, but what happened was shareholders found out about it and they were not notified completely about the settlement and, and the complaints and the shareholders sued, a McDonald's, and the court said, "Yeah, you're right. The, the the shareholders are right. You should have told them everything. They, you're the owners of the company, and this is this it's all kinds of liabilities you're open to. It's not just the liability of uh, you know the complaint itself and the fine. You're going to have to pay the penalty, but you know companies don't 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 realize that we have in in the years of the business view, which is man, you know, four years old untold numbers of cases that are involving and we've had so many by lawyers and others on ne- needing to live up to your obligations as an employer when it comes to discrimination, you know, not discriminating, not having that kind of, uh, not having that kind of environment. So it's really, a, it's something that employers need to know. And But the thing is that when, when you have an outlet like the Human Rights Commission, which is, which apparently is there to maybe kind of speed these things up and all oh, this is like a clogged shower drain, it's not going to, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah, and then we have poor. I don't. Know, I don't know what to say. Poor is the correct word for it. But we have poor. Poor Ken Burns just trying to get his I dinner know. at his restaurant that he partly <laughs> owns. Going. I don't know what's going on. Like I'm not part of this. No, it's right.
1: He really. I mean, he just says He owns it. but he goes there just to eat. And, you know. Yeah. You know, I. You know. I've met him a couple times, and you know, seems like a nice guy. I don't see him doing this, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't happening. Yeah. You know, you can't control. You don't know what your employees are doing to, the, to what co-workers are doing to others. And, and that's really that's one of the problems. That's one of the concerns an employer should have. Do we have the right team in place? And we can't have people harassing other people.
0: All right. So let's move over to rail, which is once again brought into the headlines last couple of weeks. This talks about um, trying to get a Boston and Manchester line up in place. What's the latest on this?
1: Well, uh, there's been a study done which basically said the cost of building this rail from Boston up to Manchester it's not Concord, so it's gonna that would be a little bit more it's supposedly might be 782 million dollars and it would cost about 17 million dollars a year to operate it would make stops in uh in Nashua in Bedford at near at, right near the uh Manchester Boston Regional Airport, which is very strong support of this, the airport and in Manchester, downtown Manchester. And uh, it's they're predicting, you know, that it's possible that most of the operating budget would be uh, covered by uh, fares, you know, commuters, but they're not sure. That's mostly a guess. And, uh, you know, this is something that's been in, in talk, talked about for many years, the the main thing that's different this time, at least from my perspective, is that through the uh inflation reduction act is a huge amount of money for uh for, for construction of this railroad, federal money that would come to help. So basically the bulk of it would be paid by the federal government for the construction costs. State would have to pay 185 million. And Massachusetts would pay $125 because they'd have to upgrade tracks. And, uh, this is, th- this is really something that, you know, it's been, I've been covering this for how many, I don't even know how many years. And I know it's <laughs> very, very, very strongly supported by business groups in the Southern part of the state, particularly Manchester, the greater Manchester, Cham- Manchester, Cham- Manchester Chamber Cham- is a big, strong advocate of this. And I know I've talked to, uh, uh, brian gottler the economist who has talked a lot about how the development the the the, the uh, uh the establishment of the train station in dover on the on the downeaster which goes from portland maine to boston and is a stop in dover has has really spawned all kinds of development all kind of housing and retail and offices just by having a rail station just having being able to be near a rail and uh it's it's a it's a it's something that i think people in manchester are looking would like to have and i'm sure it's just as just as eagerly uh anticipated in nashua the problem is that people look at the price tag and that, that raises you know an eyebrow or more than one eyebrow but as i saw someone mentioning just today well it still costs less to to build and widening i-93 <laughs> <to> <laughs> I mean, that's a valid Israel. point
0: i think i guess people on that's both sides of the aisle will agree
1: yeah, yeah so I, that's perspective that we can think about and then there is a lot of money and it's 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 probably not going to be available at any time in the future you know, not in the foreseeable future so the money is there from the federal government to build this but there are people who already who are opposed to it and it's going to be it's a mess it's just not it's 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 I don't, it's just two ways of looking at New Hampshire and it's it, you know now that I live in the southern part of the state I really understand how it really is something that would be a great um addition to the economy of the southern part of the state but if you live you know north of manchester and certainly north of concord you know you're going to say no nah, i don't want yeah. to spend my money on this and that's yeah what that's but
0: old. you see so much of our population is down in that part of the state i mean my big question on i don't know if you're able to answer or not do we know if the the dover uh line is is financially breaking even or making a profit at all i mean that's the big thing that's the my
1: yeah, the Down Easter is, is an Amtrak thing, line, so I, I believe it it it's a, it's at least breaks even. I don't know if it's profitable, but I know they've added they've added um, you know uh, trains to the schedule over the years, and I do know it's you know it's, it's they have a stop in Durham, and they have a stop in uh, Exeter, I believe.
0: Yeah, over around, and there. it's the only.
1: It's really the only the only rail in New Hampshire except for the vermonter over on the west side western part of the state which makes a stop at claremont junction and when we lived in new london we would my wife and my kids would take vacation to get down to new york but uh it's it's you know the, the, it's really a rail desert around here and it's not something that, that people would i think i i do know i do know specifically that people in manchester which is where i live would then it would 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 like it. People I've talked to would really like to have rail to be able to go to Boston and other places. You can go. You you can actually go to Lowell if you wanted to. It'll be a stop in Lowell.
0: Hmm. So yeah, you it's, know, it's it's they're... you know,
1: it, it's not. It, but it's but it's but it's also a philosophical uh, thing that you know, it's it's very much New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, I mean, you start off with basically. You know, the no public transport or very, very limited public transport to kind of break the seal and have it go beyond just a single um, city limit is a huge deal in the state because like I and mean, there's Conquer Coach and stuff, but they're, they're all private industry off to the side that aren't really hooked into to anything except for what they want to hook into. It, yeah, I
1: did, you know, I, yeah. And, 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 and it really does uh, say a lot because New Hampshire – the southern part of the state really is tied to boston you know our economy everything is is you know and you know if you if you live in that you've got to the south shore they're placing in the south south shore they're just as far away from boston as uh basically as manchester is or you know certainly nashua so it's it's, it's part of the it's part of the uh the boston metropolis metropolitan area
0: yeah Spot. You look at all the businesses that have moved into the mill yard in Manchester. It's obvious yeah. like it's they want to get out of being in the Cambridge area and they want to start going further up where they can kind of do their own thing. And I'm sure those New Hampshire uh, income taxes are yeah. pretty nice to have on the side, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and mean, we had a story just not too long ago about this, the millionaires tax in Boston, how it's affecting New Hampshire. There's already been very serious inquiries by people, very wealthy people and also businesses executives of businesses are saying let's move to new hampshire we don't want to pay this tax and you don't have to pay the tax in new hampshire and you know that's even more people so although you know know, i don't know if they're gonna be taking a train but you never know
0: you never know one way to find (laughs) out we maybe build it someday (laughs) all right we're out of time unfortunately it's new hampshire headlines in wkxl thanks so much for joining me jeff Feingle of the new hampshire business review take care aj nhtalkradio.com to get more from the show we'll be back after this